the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 201, recorded Friday, June 19th, 2015. Infocom 2015, part two. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. This is Infocom Part 2, uh, the second hour that we recorded live on the show floor, booth number 6667. Again, thanks to uh, Infocom for, uh, for allowing us to do so. If you're wondering kind of why we're doing this uh, piecemeal and um, uh, voiceovered and a little bit produced, a little more produced than we typically would do this, well, let's just say that uh, an awful lot of lessons were learned this year about recordings and microphones being on and weird things like that. So uh, that's why basically my mic was not on, uh, at least in the recording sense. And so uh, I'm going back and voicing over and just kind of introducing uh, introducing some of the pieces as, as they happened um, and uh, giving you a little more context instead of, uh, well, jacking up a non-existent audio track. So first up, uh, hour number two started with a couple of Harmon uh, employees, Paul Zeely, uh, Educator of the Year, uh, Bradford Ben, uh, who works in the, uh, well, in the Crown Division, started from the Crown Division, but he works all over now, uh, as well as Chris Netto uh, from AV Help Desk. Started out talking with uh, Mr. Zeely, who was the Educator of the Year from Infocom, about uh, being Educator of the Year and his experiences at uh, the Harmon booth this year. I haven't seen our entire booth. Um, one of the reasons I haven't seen our entire booth is even when I've been scheduled for a booth tour, I found that in the hour I can get about one and a half products in and, and 15 to 18 feet into the booth and time's up and I start over. So. And the scary thing is actually usually starting with the Martin products because it has more blinking lights than the AMX products. I was actually very impressed as Paul was breaking, out the, breaking down the difference of DMX over 512 through ArtNet versus DMX cards for the AXB frames. It was amazing. Transport is transport. Yes, agreed. But the fact that he could go back to Axlink. We also talked with Chris Neno about one thing he saw on the show floor that really wowed him. Well, uh, outside of the stuff that I was out and about and checking out, I went to go see some products um, that we were, we were um, visiting. I guess uh, Display Note's uh, an interesting product. It's another one of those products that's in the digital wireless display uh, area. Uh, a little different in the sense that it was actually designed with the touch panel or the touch portion integrated. That was not integrated, excuse me. It was designed with the touch screen in mind, more so than the collaborative piece. The collaborative piece sort of came with that. Uh, they were working on some other, on some stuff. Um, I like that. I like the immersive pod. Um, back back into the wireless displays. I mean, this is a hot topic right now for us. Um, I was very surprised. Uh, these guys are going to boo me. Forget it, I'm not going to mention that. I like the... Um, no, no, please do. No, no, you do want to boo me. No. Come on. There. No, I... 
I saw the Chief projector mount, which has a little ratcheting, little telescopic little bar, which is actually pretty cool. And it's one of those products that we find every year that it's like, duh, why didn't we think of that? So, because we don't. Yeah, it's 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 one of those products that all right, you have a ceiling mount the projector, you always end up with an with an installer that's I gotta go to the store or the whatever to get a you know three inch three inch pipe made or six inch pipe cut and threaded. This thing has the ratcheting piece to it. You can adjust it, snap it into place, works. We also asked Paul Zeely from AMX by Harmon what his biggest challenge at Infocom is. Uh, having to co-host with me, duh. Now, <laughs> um, the biggest problem is typically setting setting a proper base of of experience. Uh, I had some very large classes um, in excess of sixty people, and trying to trying to meet the needs of that many people that might have a uh, variety of base level experience and. Um, make sure that the people who have more experience aren't bored and the, that the people who don't have as much experience aren't lost. Um, we run into that a lot in, in Wireshark. There are times where I would have loved to sit down and do Wireshark, but you have to make sure that everyone has a base understanding of what it's supposed to look like and what's going on before you can really start analysis. So. So that's really the challenge is, is the variety in the short period of time. That, and for any given three-hour class, I've got 15 to 20 hours worth of slides. So I, I, I just, I've got thousands of slides. Luckily, it has a high transfer rate at about yeah. 10 gigabits a second. It's yeah. amazing. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't matter because what happens is I see a slide, I start talking, and then I go, okay, this is what I just said, and run through the next 10 slides. The next group we have up is Mike Blackman from ISE, Victoria Ferraris from Synergy CT, as well as Brad Grimes from Infocom. Now, some people may not know this, but ISE, Integrated Systems Europe, is actually a collaboration between Infocom and Cedia, so we started talking with uh, Mr. Blackman about why uh, why exactly he was here at the show. No, no, no. We um, it doesn't make any sense for us to exhibit, but uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, being part of the Infocom family, um, we we actually get a lot of uh, reservations here where people are actually booking ISE, and it works the other way around for Infocom as well when they're at ISE. Uh, there's a big booth. There's a big booth for, uh, but uh, the sales team are out on the floor talking to the. We have the same customers. You know, a lot of uh, customers we have across the board from all the 13 shows we have worldwide. Uh, and we share that, we work with the same people, and uh, it's good to actually exchange that information, share the contacts, and work with everybody. Brad Grimes gives us his insight on Microsoft compared last year's booth with this year's booth. Yeah, you know, walk before you run. I mean, it was it's great to get them introduced to the space. Um, you know, they definitely have a solution at the show that lots of people are interested in, a lot of... Uh, uh, integrators that we all know are working with them on uh, on installations of this of this solution. Um, so yeah, this is uh, you know, if if last year was sort of their their toe in the water, they're all the way in this year, and we're we're you know, thrilled to have them here. We asked Victoria Ferrari from Synergy CT what did she see that kind of wowed her. There wasn't really anything that really blew me away, but you know maybe I haven't I didn't go till I didn't cover the floor enough like I needed to. 
but can I be a like complete nerd? There's there's two things that I'm super excited about that I will actually sell, and uh, Biamp's dialer, and Chief has uh, a mount with an adjustable height on the. Yes, yes. So with no tools needed, you know. All, so that's going to be awesome for my guys. Really good. I was excited about the the Biamp dialer. So, yeah. We could not have a member of Infocom staff on without asking them if they had a, an attendance number at that point. And again, this is about 3, 3.30 on Friday afternoon. Nope, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I tried that one already. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we don't. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he <laughs> I've got to, it's a... Uh, it's it's it should be it should be the biggest show we've done. It's uh, it's been really great. Um, the the floor space has been it's the biggest show floor we've that Infocom's ever had. So it's uh, yeah it's it's like 525,000 square feet or something, some huge number. So yeah, every year um, you, you you figure how is this industry going to outdo itself, and it, it always does, and a lot of that has to do with the uh, you know cool solutions coming into it. The fact that software is becoming such a big part of the of the industry. Um, you get drones in here. You get. I mean, there's a lot of things to bring new people in, and that's really what we're always trying to do is to figure out okay, how are we going to get more and more people interested in this? Because the the uh, the universe of of AV professionals and technology professionals is a lot bigger, and um, you know somehow we just keep getting more and more in here, and it's really great. I hope they had a good time. Um, I like things that flash. I think like things that boom. I like, uh, uh, you know, I've been to lots of different kind of trade shows and a lot of different industries, and this has always been my favorite one. Um, I like the people. I really like the people who come to a show like this. They're uh, they're friendly. They're nice. I mean, I, I I was born out in Chicago where everyone's friendly and nice, in my opinion at least. And um, I like the same kind of vibe here. It's a it's a really laid back. You know, when the show first started, even when we were doing education before the show floor started, people were saying that it's a nice, mellow, friendly vibe. People just enjoyed being here. There was nothing too frenzied about it, nothing too stressed about it. And, you know, that's that's one of the reasons I really like this show and this industry. We talked with both Mike Blackman and Brad Grimes about why they come to the show. It's Firstly, it's relaxing for me. You know, at my own show, I do not get to see the show. I'm in meetings the whole time. This is the only show where I get to walk around and meet customers and see what's new. Uh, what, I, what I take away from this, I actually get to learn about what's new in the business. You know, what's new, what new technology there is there. Um, and I talk to the guys like Brad or Jason and uh, say, hey, you know, what are you doing that we should take back to Europe? Um, so we're looking at the drones, we're looking at various other things which, uh, you know, they pioneer. Actually, we have this thing. We do something new, they copy it. They do something new, we copy it. <laughs> so it just goes backwards and forwards. Sharing and sharing alike. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do four days? <laughs> well, we yeah. will let them experiment with that first, <laughs> and then we'll see how it goes. I mean, sh I mean, we will give the people what they want, obviously, and ISC is, is a huge, successful show, and we love going over there, too. And uh, we hope uh, they have a great run of four days, and uh, you know we'll learn what we can from it. Then Mr. Blackman goes on to talk about drones in the European Union. It's new. Um, so as you see here, regulations are just coming into place, and it seems like every day there's a new regulation. Um, and the same thing's going to be happening in Europe. Obviously, they've got uh, spaces where there are control already, but they're watching what's happening elsewhere, how they're being used, and how responsible or irresponsible people are being. 
and, uh, and then uh, devising rules. Obviously, the same issues we have straight away is the use inside buildings. Um, and uh, every venue is careful about that. Nobody wants to be su sued for a finger being chopped off or uh, <laughs> whatever else happens. Um, so everyone's cautious. And these are, I think these are some of the issues that they actually address here in the pavilion. There are people who actually are talking to you about legislation and letting um, uh, integrators and um, live events people know, hey, you know, this is not just about getting a drone and flying it with a camera. You need to know about X, Y, and Z. What I think is fantastic about there, actually, they show the whole picture, the whole process. And I think that's great for any integrator here to actually see why is that going to affect my business or what can that do for my business. And finally, we asked Victoria Ferrari why she attends Infocom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I love Infocom. I this is I can't remember. I think this is like my 11th Infocom. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've always, I usually was an exhibitor. Um, so this is my second one as an integrator, and what a totally different experience, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being an exhibitor is a hard work, it's a hard work. Um, yeah, for I used to come um, with Beckler, Pointmaker, um, I was stand in the booth and do booth duty and, you know, go to dinners and then wake up early, but why I come to Infocom now, I come here to network, I come here to learn, um, and to make sure that I have enough in my toolbox to really... Um, you know, make sure that I can I can service you know my clients and know what's new. What's you know I like to see it too because I'm in sales, so I don't really get to plug it in or you know really. It's in the warehouse and then it goes to the client side and I see it you know in the rack. But so it's nice to see it, feel it, touch it in person, and uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's my favorite show. The next group up is Harry Mead from NetAV, Jeff Hastings from BrightSign, and Steve Greenblatt from Control Concepts. First up, we asked Kerry what was one thing that impressed him. My favorite thing actually was the uh, was the sub one millimeter uh, LED uh, LED screen over at Layard. Um, I walked by it and thought it was a monitor. Wow. And then was told of of my mistake. <laughs> I got close enough that I could tell. Um, of course, it has the shipping later this year uh, uh, usual stamp. Saw it was amusing after the uh, AB Crosstalk episode uh, from earlier in the week, but I saw a little bit more of the uh, IPTV slash IP video stuff going um, a lot more. That this time that, that looks like it may actually be there with normal equipment as opposed to you have to have this special particular skew switch and this special particular skew this and that. Um, so that looks a little closer to reality. Um, I'm planning on trying it out a little bit. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, those, those, those are really the two, two main things. I mean, a lot of smaller, faster, brighter, or bigger, bigger, brighter, depending upon which direction you're going. Um, but uh, and definitely a lot, a lot more move to uh, software base. We talked with Jeff Hastings about the media player company, Bright Signs, what they're showing this year, and what they're looking forward to in the next year. Yeah, it really is, and I'm glad you made that distinction because we tend to be pigeonholed a little bit as a digital signage media player, but it's a media player. We sometimes say it's the tech behind the screen. 
and we've seen some great screens. You know, yeah. as you walk around the show, you see yeah. a lot of great screens, but there's always something behind that screen that provides the video signal. Now, in a live production environment, that's one thing, but when you need to manage what's on a screen somewhere else in the world, digital signage comes to mind, but museums, kiosks, retail, huge volume goes into retail. A connected media player, and you know, I see the world through purple sunglasses, but it's a, it's a connected media player that is not a PC. It's an appliance. We sometimes joke it's a toaster. It's a toaster. It's very, very, very good at one thing. I remember a toaster, yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember the, the buzz around that. But yeah, so for us new this year is, is a continuing evolution of the software to drive those devices. Uh, faster, better, stronger, brighter. As, uh, <laughs> as our friend here just said. So <clears throat> new firmware coming here in a couple of months that dramatically improves performance of the device. And, and also for us this year, it's about integration with other company software. The bright sign, we're mostly interested in the media player behind the screen, but there are other software solutions for digital signage, you know, Tightrope, Grassfish, Wand, Folks who in the past have traditionally used a PC behind the screen have come around to realize, no, we're not their competitor. We're in the player business. They're in the software business. Let's work together, grow the market. You've got software solutions that, that we'll never have. Your software can do things that our software will never do. But we continue to offer and to develop our own platform as well. Steve Greenblatt gives us his perspective on the things that he saw at this year's show. I think, like we said before, a lot more software, uh, a lot more networking. Um, I, I saw. I just happened to, to go to the innovations area, and I think that that was very cool. A lot, a lot of very interesting things. People doing things that are outside the box. Um, I, I stopped out, stopped in with a, a, an ex-employee, uh, an old friend, uh, who's doing an app that is basically almost a plug-and-play to run a presentation switcher for both Crestron and AMX. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, he's leveraging the the new technology and you know, filling a need and thinking outside the box. And and I think you know. <laughs> Well, it's only all We don't do easy projects, so I mean, we both know that. Um, I, you know, I, it, the, the people is really why I come. You know, it's, it's to, to hang out, to see friends, to talk about um, potential opportunities, to see what's, to hear the buzz of the industry, what's everybody doing. Um, it, I, you know, I thought it was a great show for that sense, and. Uh, the way I approached it is ma really made, uh, put a lot of structure in the day, had a lot of appointments. It really made the time go very quickly and felt very productive. And, uh, you know, it's it just, just important to, to be able to, uh, to, to, to be involved. You know, go, go, go to the tweet up. The tweet up was amazing just to, to, to bring everybody together and to, to, uh, to celebrate what we do and to, uh, to, to just really uh, collaborate about what we could do together. One thing that Harry Mead does very, very well at trade shows is he has a knack for finding the best swag, the best giveaways at a, at a certain show. This year was no exception. He, he gives us his, his annual Infocom swag report. A couple of things. Uh, Kramer was actually giving out HDMI cables, so that was fun. The multicolored ones. I think I, I see a, uh, yeah, I got an orange one in here. Um, 
<clears throat> multiple t-shirts. Um, t-shirts were doing pretty good this year. One of the more useful booths for swag actually was Premier. Um, Premier mounts. They had a uh, tool to be able to set the gaps on video walls so that you didn't oh. have the bezels all going to each other. Yeah, and you can get a constant or consistent. Yeah. Yeah, and signage, that's huge. You're constantly dealing with bezel compensation and getting those things lined up to be a challenge. But yeah, they were giving out full six inch levels plus this little uh, spark plug gap looking, uh, <laughs> looking <laughs> guy. Plug. And uh, so that was probably the most useful tool of the, uh, of the swag. There was a- uh, You get an AV Nation mug yet in your- Oh, I can get those when I really need them. Oh, very good, very good. Um, the other, uh, the other big thing was uh, was battery backups. There was, uh, I've, I've probably got three or four um, of the small size uh, <laughs> above the bag, small size battery backups. And then uh, I actually got from one company. Uh, I'm not sure if it was completely public swag or not, but I got from one company um, a uh, large one that could probably charge my phone a couple of times. Then, as we have done in the past, we sort of correlate the amount and the quality of the swag with the economic health of the industry. I saw a lot of pens. Um, <laughs> you're going to cure the industry based on swag, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Actually, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honest small barometer of, of how things are going. Um, some companies are do some companies are doing better than others. I mean, you saw um, some companies had really big booths, but they really wanted you to. I mean, they all want you to walk through them, and I I, I get that. And I every time I tweeted out Infocom Swag Hunt uh, this entire time, I was always saying, "Go to this booth to learn about this product," and after you learn about the product, then get the t-shirt or the, the what have you. I highly discourage trick-or-treaters. <laughs> um, because it's just rude. These guys are coming here to make contacts and you don't need to, you don't need to just come with, hey, what free stuff you got? What do you got? Uh, uh, that, that's crap. Is that all? Yeah, is that, is that everything you got? Uh, no swag, sorry. There were a lot of beverages, so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the t-shirts, the there, was, there was a, a, a medium number of t-shirts this year I mean it was there had been in years past there had been t-shirts at every booth almost and uh, and that so that that's about at a medium level so I mean it, it's if we're if we're using the swag e economic barometer then uh, I'd say we're kind of bumping along I think I saw more this year than last I mean if yeah we're talking swag I think I saw more this year than last a lot of booths turn to keeping you hydrated, too. We kind of wrap up the show here with a group of folks that help AV Nation happen. Chris Nuno is on this. Um, Jennifer Willard, who we've we've recently uh, reconnected with, with women, with women in AV. Brad, Ben, Mr. Matt Scott, Don Mead is in this mix, and a couple of others. First up, we talk with Jennifer Willard about what her favorite item at the show was. Actually, I just, I just had it. I just found it. I just found it. Really? An angry pony? That's right. I've been waiting this whole time, finally. But no, within the last hour, and I w I'm really actually bummed. I just found out about it recently. But you can see, everybody, everybody, look what this is. Da -da -da -da. Nice, right? 
Can you believe Daylight it? Daylight has those. Those are those are pretty cool. No, and they only gave two ways. They've been playing a game all week long. Adele, for anybody that doesn't know, Adele DeBerry, she's my hero ultimate. When I first had the women in AV, I went out to San Francisco Library and like started researching and everything. And of course, it wasn't anything about any women. And through like research and all this, like looking and looking, Adele DeBerry, she actually made the first silver screen. She was a woman back in the day in the early 1900s who was responsible for all of our projection screens and the silver Metallica and everything. And she started in a basement in a church. And she's the founder of Daylight. And so the Daylight that we know and everybody uses today. So they had a contest all week that I had no clue about. But you know me, you had to go out and tweet their screens in two different booths. So as soon as I found out, I went hustling. So yeah, so I got a t-shirt, it's fantastic. I'm oh, yeah, just cool. hearing about this now and I'm really I know. I, I just found out about it an hour ago. I bet you Wait I bet up. you Harry doesn't know about yeah, that. I was gonna say I'm no, a little disappointed in Harry. Harry. No, I just called no. him and asked him to go to daylight and get me. There we go. Beg for it. I'd send my you did see Harry? Harry this, took off like yeah, a bat out of hell. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> when, does, when does Harry do anything fast? Bradford Ben, Matt Scott, Don Mead, and the gang give us their final thoughts as we wrap up Infocom twenty fifteen. Tim, for all the grief Matt and I give you. We actually count you as one of the best things that we're doing, and we're very proud to be part of AV Nation. Oh, very much so. so very much so. So don't be, don't be uh, too humble. You're our fearless leader, and trying to corral us is a full-time jib. Oh, yeah. hurting cats is hurting easier. cats is nothing. Oh yeah, no problem. No, no, no. <laughs> and as we're trying to wrap up the show, well, the overhead uh, speakers uh, boomed. Thank you for coming to Infocom, uh, and gave us that final magical number. There you go, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we closed like it out. Congratulations and thank you to our over 950 exhibitors occupying 550,000 yes. square feet of exhibits. And a new record, 39,105. You're here to hear first, ladies and gentlemen. I know, right? What was it? Say it again. 39,000. 39, thank you for attending this show. Nice. Look forward to seeing you at Infocom Was that Pride Grimes? all right that's it for episode number 200 for more information about av week or av nation you can find us on our website avnation.tv avnation.tv you'll find this program and a host of others uh, we have a number of uh, videos going up uh, surrounding infocom booth tours interviews with with various folks to so check those out also uh if you would please we're starting something called underwriting, and, and uh, that's on our website as well. A number of companies have come alongside and uh, partnered with us and, and given us some money so we can do things like Infocom, Cedia, and ISE. So if you would, check that out. Check out how they how they help us out and, and tell them thanks, if you would, please. Uh, that's all for us. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been AV Week.